0: as our retreat draws to a close and we start talking again. Several people have mentioned how during the retreat we've had to encounter moments of fear So from the outside is nothing to be afraid of couldn't be with a nicer bunch of people in a safer place really probably anywhere in the world and yet some people have found quite strong fear arising I was wondering, in fact, amongst all of us here on retreat, whether there was anybody that didn't experience fear at some time, and I wonder what our reaction fear was. I wonder if there was anybody who didn't describe negative feeling, negative impression to fear anybody who, any of us who didn't say it was wrong to feel afraid. But when we hear the voices within us on experiencing fear, saying, You shouldn't be afraid. Who is he, the one who says that? Or she? The big boys aren't afraid. an important question to listen to who is it who says it's wrong to feel afraid who says we're wrong to feel afraid when we first hear that question maybe the emphasis is like who says it's wrong to feel afraid as if we could find out who it is who says it's wrong and teach them to say it's okay Don't be a normal sort of reaction. We find something disagreeable in an unaware reaction we do. Let's just try and make it agreeable. But we could change the emphasis I would change the emphasis to saying, Who says it's wrong to feel afraid? if I feel afraid I want to feel afraid feel it fully feel fully afraid feel fully freely afraid because the same character who says it's wrong to feel afraid is probably going to say it's wrong to feel all sorts of things he or she is eternally and inherently judging and condemning this is the one that is getting off on the world consuming the world feeding on the world through praise and blame and the Buddha said it's like feeding on other people's spittle that they vomit up feed on praise and blame. But surely this is what that one within us is doing, getting off on, saying it's wrong to feel afraid and condemning ourselves, we're failing, we've not got it together. you're not doing it properly you're failing you're a failure you're hopeless and really getting off on being so superior in offering this judgment it seems to me that it's the same one within us that when something starts to go well find our experience of life agreeable start laying on the praise we've really got it together this is it you've got it now you're doing really well in no time all sorts of people want to listen to your pearls of wisdom or want your tapes and your books you're flying you're on the way home and really getting off on succeeding Such a voice and I'm sure it's there within all of us at times. You're wrong for feeling afraid. It's wrong to feel afraid. I would ask Ask of it who says it's wrong to feel afraid? We don't counter and contend and conflict with this one who says it's wrong to feel what we're feeling. We just want to recognise this one. And Buddhists speak, this is Mara. You're wrong to be interested in reality. The best thing is just to be a good person. Be right and successful and good. That's the voice of Mara. Love good and hate evil. there's no freedom in that endless struggle. So we don't judge and condemn the one who's getting off on struggling perverted as he may be. We don't hate him but we do need to identify him. and that which sees the one who's getting off on contention and conflict the one that's getting off on praising and blaming the one that's sucking energy from the world when we recognize it That which recognizes it is already beyond it. So we don't need to feel bad when we come across this way of getting false energy, unsustainable energy. We don't condemn it, we just see it as false, as unsustainable, as false. And that which sees it is real. The Buddha said, seeing the false is the false, we attain to the real. Mistaking the false for the real, we stay stuck in the false. So when we see ourselves getting off on false energy, like being judgmental about fear, we see it for what it is finding identity in judging and condemning. That's a very limited identity. It's an exhausting identity. We always have to try and win and succeed. One who walks the way beyond right and wrong, good and evil, abides as the awareness which sees, which listens, which knows, which feels freely. So our practice is moving out of getting off on judging and condemning off on being for and against our fear or whatever else it is that we are experiencing and assuming a disposition of one who receives into awareness what is, silently listening, feeling freely fear is just so. No judgment. Fear. In the beginning it's, I feel afraid. If we keep listening to it and feeling it, the I falls away and it's just Feeling fear, fear, presence in the middle of our experience, not pushing, not pulling, not accepting, not rejecting, not for, not against, nor not for, nor not against. It's not my newfound identity as awareness. Can't own it. Any feeling of wanting to own it and be secure we feel. And we start to recognize how desire and fear are inextricably joined. go together when we see the connection between desire and fear we don't want to get lost in desire anymore because we see whenever we get lost in wanting we're building up fear for the future fear is the other side of desire if I am caught in desire what I don't see is how much I'm caught in the fear of not getting what I'm desiring. If we live with our feelings of wanting and desiring and wishing freely, seeing clearly, knowing accurately, then we're not lost. And the fear of not getting what we want is just that, it's just so, it's not a problem. But when we grasp it, the desire to get, we also grasp the fear of not getting, but we don't see it. We wonder where so much of our fear comes from. Why is it that more opulent, living, extravagant people have more fear and follow desire more? They go together exactly. And as we work on being true with one, we discover a more true relationship with the other. If you want to be free from excessive desires, then be more real with how we feel about fear. When we feel afraid, we receive it. Fear and if it's really strong fear, which it can be at times, really strong even terror, even panic at least let's try and remember to say to ourselves this is not wrong we're not saying it's right, we're not trying to feel good about it but bringing into relief those voices within us which are saying it's wrong to feel afraid it's not wrong to feel afraid it's not right to feel afraid when we feel fear we want to feel fear fully, freely no judgment not for not against fear. And as we open into a more genuine quality of awareness through able to receive our experience of fear into a more genuine quality of awareness. We can really study it, we can really, in our own way, not through reading books or thinking about fear. Thinking doesn't do us any good at all when we really feel afraid. But as we cu- cultivate it, more genuine sense of awareness, genuine quality of awareness to receive fear into. We can really study it, silently study it, listen, feel, observe the whole body-mind contraction that we experience with fear. Fear is not it's an activity fear is the activity of constricting con- contracting the heart energy and just as the blood vessels in our body constrict, contract when we're challenged with some danger situation we tense get more energy, we can move out of that situation fast, that's what's supposed to happen appropriate reaction. Energetically the same thing happens, but often inappropriately for imagined reasons of threat, and we develop very complex patterns of avoiding the awareness that we're doing this fear. We somehow feel victims to it. And in our state of helplessness the only thing we can do is judge it and condemn it and say it's wrong. We're failing. But if we outshine these shadowy reactions, With our genuine radiant awareness, free from judgment and need to understand. A quality of awareness that's just willing to receive accurately. If we outshine these shadowy reactions of denial and avoidance with this radiant of awareness. The dynamic, the activity of fear that we are doing and perpetrating reveals itself. We feel it happening. We feel ourselves doing this constriction that obstructs the feeling of life, that obstructs the possibility of any beauty, any intelligence, any love. Maybe we come to see that the possibility of loving is always there, in fact it's the most natural condition, the only thing that obstructs it is this contraction of fear that we're doing out of unawareness. And maybe if we come to see this for ourselves, feel this, experience this for ourselves, (coughs) we give up trying to become more loving, we give up trying to not be afraid, it's a waste of time trying to be more loving. like trying to make money when you've got a fortune in the bank, it's not being used. What a waste. When we see that we're obstructing the heart's radiance, feel what's there behind, the tendency to obstruct that we're habitually following. then that tendency to obstruct is what we become interested in not some new improved image of ourselves that we're trying to synthesize a non-judgmental, non-condemning, all-forgiving radiant, loving thoroughly acceptable, agreeable all-rounded, nice, improved me appears as a thoroughly unattractive fantasy. Unconvincing and uninteresting. What is interesting, what is passionately attractive is the reality of being in the center the possibility of experiencing the reality of being in the center of our own reactions not pretending to be unloving not pretending to be afraid not pretending to be not afraid not pretending to not get off on praise not pretending to not dislike blame but when we feel blame we dislike it we feel it fully why pretend about reality when we're feeling good about being praised and appreciated feel it fully when we're feeling afraid Yes, I feel afraid until there's no distance, no split within us, and we're one with what we're feeling. attempting to do this, there is the real risk that we tap into more passion than we know how to contain. And if this is the case we must humbly acknowledge that we need to develop more strength of containment, more stability of character. Humbly recognizing that, not pushing past and not trying to overcome anything, not trying to bypass any stages or any experience, become enlightened or something. Humbly recognizing the limitations that we're experiencing and perceiving ourselves to experience. We come back to exercising the discipline of attention, engaging the practice of mindfulness of breathing. With interest. We want to do this not because it's good or it's right or it's what some authority told us we should do. Because we want to have the strength, we want to have the skill, so as to be able to surrender ourselves into the reality that at least at this stage maybe we intuit is possible. If we approach our Samadhi practice with this kind of wholehearted interest, then it won't be to fighting ourselves, it won't lead us into heedless judging ourselves when we come across our limitations. It's inevitable that as we intensify the heart feeling through such exercises as observing silence and focusing the mind and so on. It's inevitable that we're going to move through all sorts of areas that we don't feel so complete in, so whole in, so familiar, so safe. It must be that way. So fear can be a healthy reaction. We move into dangerous territory. You know, fear doesn't mean to say we're neurotic. As in chaises say we're going to cross the motorway to get to the other side, you should be afraid. It's dangerous. So let's be careful if we come across such reactions in the face of fear, like, you're wrong, you're failing because you're feeling afraid. Let's be careful to just listen to that.